Hello, hello, hello. Good afternoon. And welcome to the Speak Now 901 podcast. We are bringing you insights and isolation conversations, shedding the light on hot topics with a 901 perspective. With co hosts Jess Jordan and Pious Lioness Kim Mama, Kimberly Arnell, and um, all of the above. So we are so excited to be with you all today around this holiday time. It's a wonderful time. We just want to say thank you all for listening and subscribing and following us. Speak Now 901 Podcast. Thank you for the previous episodes and your likes and your feedback. And um, I think episode three was awesome. Mm -hmm. So I think it was one of our best. So if you haven't listened to that, go ahead and listen to that and share that. Available on all major platforms. We just shared some things and it was entitled Overcoming Challenges. And let us know uh, what you think about that. For those who've listened and shared, thank you all so much. So we have a holiday weekend and we're just excited to uh, celebrate Memorial Day. Just want to say happy Memorial Day to all of you all, um, fellow Americans. And this is a time where in our nation we celebrate or pay homage to those who have fallen Serving our country. Um, serving our country, yes. And so we want to say thank you for your service during these times and protecting us and our safety and the rights and rules and privileges we have. We're so grateful to you all. So thank you all very much. And also for um, close loved ones that you may have lost. Absolutely. And, you know, it's about the veterans, but not just the veterans. It's uh, memories about everyone that are important to you that you may have lost. Absolutely. So for a lot of people, you know, going to the grave sites and, you know, just spending time there or in your own special way, paying respect and sharing and reflecting on memories of your loved ones. So our hearts are with you all. And this is what we do here. So we have something we want to talk about. We want to share. I think um, as we celebrate the fallen, this is a good time to talk about something. So in here at the Speak Now Nine on One podcast, we bridge generational gaps talking about, you know, conversation, society, culture. And one of the things that's going on in our culture right now that has been a, a hot topic, a sensitive subject, is kind of the assault on people of color, whether they're brown or Black people. Not to say that we're not victimizing our race. That's right. To to start off. Right. I know a lot of people can take it that way. Right. We're not. We're not doing that. And so we just want to share our perspective and just, you know, get some thoughts and just be able to have an outlet to reflect. And, you know, you guys listen and tell us what you think about it. One of the latest stories that has hit the news, especially here in the South, is this story a fallen young black man who was um, killed while jogging in his neighborhood. You can see in the news media a few things that have been discussed about this case. But it was a young black man. His name was Ahmad Arbery, and he was gunned down while while jogging. And so was his father gunned down too? I was it, or. Or is that a whole different story? That's a, uh, there may be a whole different story, but there was a father and son charged in his murder. And I think a new perpetrator has been charged also, the man who videotaped the yeah. um, assault, and the, they, the murder. Oh, they've been charged now? Because at yeah. first I heard they were let go because it was considered self-defense. No, I don't they know have why been charged. Was. 
they have been charged and as the details come to light there is more and more unfolding in this story but for it to be may almost june and this happened in february that lets you know then that there is a gap there is a misrepresentation of the justice for people of color like not like by now like people who are not of color and who may think like black people tend to victimize our race and stuff like that at this point you have to think like this ain't no coincidence no more right it's not and so we were talking about it and how the importance that people of color feel that our bodies should be protected but how for other races or other ethnic groups black bodies are seen as dispensable Mm. so a black body the 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 protection of blackness and color ethnic groups is so important that and that our bodies are not dispensable like you just can't throw us in the trash but that seems to be how we have been treated and how we are labeled is that you know we are dispensable we 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 can you know be replaced but we are irreplaceable we are geniuses and brilliant minds and futures are held within our within us you know, we are treasures and jewels and gems. And for our lives or the the lack of respect for our existence is not, is not there. And that's a problem. Mm. You know, it's a problem. So, you know, Jordan is a young black man. I'm a mother of black sons, black daughter. You know, so we just wanted to discuss this with you all. I'll speak now, not on one podcast. We need to speak now. And just wanted to be able to express our feelings about, you know, blackness, the protection of our bodies, our physicality. Like, we don't have to disappear and diminish so that others can feel like they are better than or more than, that our existence is important. So we just wanted to chit-chat about, you know, just some of the things that we may have discussed as a family. Some of the rules I may have discussed, you know, with Jordan leaving. So what can you think about as a black young man? How you feel about some of the, maybe some of the stories or some of the um, rules and parameters that we've set for you as a, a black man leaving the home every day. And my holy hope is that you come home safely, you know, that you arrive back home because now you can never know. So tell me, you know, or you can just talk about some of the things you've heard us say over the years and maybe how it made like you about, feel. Just about your safety, you know, your protection, that some of your, maybe some of your Caucasian friends don't get the same talk. They always talk talk to me about, like, wearing a do-rag while I'm out because, you know, cops who want to be petty or cops who who aren't in the right mind or aren't good people would have an excuse to mistake my do-rag for a, a game's flag or something. So what's a do-rag for the people that don't know? A do-rag is a, or a or a wave cap is something you wear for people with waves to keep your waves intact. So whenever you're not brushing, it's like, it's almost like a, a save, like progress and save thing. So if you brush and you don't wear your wave cap, you do your hair doesn't lay down because that's all waves are, are laid down curls. Mm. So you especially see black men. I didn't men, know that's what they were called. Yeah, it's just laid down, down curls. curls. That makes like, sense. Because you can see, you can see the curl. Oh, I learned yeah. something new. Okay. So yeah, um, it's especially found in black because black people have really curly hair mm-hmm. and really curly roots. So white people have there are white people with waves, mixed people with waves, but you 
if you see somebody with do rag, they're most likely gonna be black, and that's because of our curly hair, and we just trying to keep our hair from right from rising up. It's, it helps keep it laid down, mm-hmm. so that's saving progress. You brush, you put on your do rag, you don't have to worry about your hair rising up. Or getting messed up when you leaning against something. So for our ladies, that would be like wearing a scarf at night. Right? Yeah, and a bonnet or a something. Bonnet, or yeah. a shower cap. Gotcha. Yeah, that's one thing. Another so thing. So what do we say about that? What do we tell you? No do-rags when I'm driving. Right. And they really don't like me wearing do-rags in public at all. Period. But, at, I mean, what some folks don't understand, like, people my age don't understand. It's almost like a style, too, now. Yeah. Like, people with waves don't even have to... It don't just have to be people with waves. Like, you can... There are red and black do-rags that could match your black J's or something. You know, it's it's something that's oh, a style. Oh, so it's, it's fashionable. Yeah, it's fashionable. It's not just a hair thing anymore. It's it's really fashionable, and it looks good. It actually does look good if you wear it right. With Got the right you. Stuff. Yeah, that's one thing. Another thing, not too many black people in one car. Because, you know... I when it comes to this whole police brutality thing, I would say it's but, but we gotta remember Mr. Arbery wasn't it wasn't police. They were acting yeah. as if they were doing a citizen's arrest. So yeah. we don't want to focus necessarily on police brutality because we have policemen and law enforcement in our family. Right. So this is no judgment. You know, we're not making a blanket statement. Right, right. But there, the, there's the protection always, of black bodies. Right, right. There are just times where like so you're talking about the the, the many black people in one vehicle. Yeah. I, I could say this, okay, this whole, like, thing about black people being treated different is because, is one, people are not good people. There are bad mm-hmm. people in this world. There's always going to be bad people in this world. But, two, it's like we kind of do it to ourselves in a sense of, mm-hmm. like, you know, you, you'll find a lot of more black kids on the streets probably doing something they ain't got to do. Got no business doing than white kids. When, Depending when, on which neighborhood you're in. Yeah. But knowing they got a choice whether we can do it or not. Or whether to do it or not. Because we know right from wrong at the end of the day. Mm-hmm. But also the whole oppression parts. And you finding more black kids in the projects. Right. And more black kids in bad neighborhoods. Mm-hmm. Poverty. It's, it's also because of the, the, the way the system is set up. So right. it's like. You can blame us for the choices, you know what I'm saying, some of the black kids make. But it's like, look at the position we've been put in. Look at the position we've been born in. So, the too many black kids in the cars, like, I I don't need more than, like, three three friends in the car at a time. Because that can, quote-unquote, look already look bad. Look suspicious. Because we are profiled from a distance and up close. And so... You know, I think Jordan knows, if he doesn't know, I say now that we do it because we love him and we want him to be, we want him to come home, you know. Yeah, and there was a point in time when I was 16, y'all really wouldn't let me going out, like driving, like pretty much because I was just learning to drive. Well, not just learning, but just getting accustomed to being on the road by myself. So Mm -hmm. it was more skill based than uh, being like profiled and stuff, but Around the time I turned 17 was, like, really where I could start. My parents let me get more independent and on the road alone. And around that time, things were going on. I was actually, I was I was scared to drive. Like, mm-hmm. it's almost every time I got in the car, I was like, man, I, I would pray that I, I made it back. Yeah. I didn't know that. It's, That's it's, good to know. It's sad that, you know, yeah. you got to do that. 
That's right, because I think during that time, even before you started driving, I think Michael Brown and yeah. Sandra Bland and, you know, people, they were just dying and they were near their vehicles dying, you mm-hmm. know, being killed and murdered. And so it is a sensitive topic, but these are conversations that, you know, if you want to say we're doing this around quarantine, calling the isolation conversations, this is an isolated conversation that black families have had since the beginning. Yeah. Of this country's existence. Mm. You know, black families sitting down and having the talk, as we call it. And it's part of our norm, you know. But when you think about it, the protection of black bodies and how we have to play the defensive all the time, it puts us in yeah. a state of stress. Yeah. And it puts us in a state of uh, war. Not to say that other minorities don't have to right. go through this or white people don't have to go right. through this because it's not true. Like, white people. Have there have been white people that's gone through the same thing on the opposite end? True. So, it, but it's just it's a tendency of white people not to because I have a lot of white friends and we actually have these conversations. You know, me mm-hmm. going to a PWI, I ain't got no choice but to have white friends. I got mm-hmm. black friends too, but right. me and my white, we genuinely have conversations about this, and sometimes they they don't offend me, but they it's like they they don't go through it, so they don't understand. Like right. they just see it as. They don't see it as coincidence or they don't see it as this could happen to anybody. Like, they know. Like, my white friends know and I make sure they know. Like, nah, bro. Like, it can happen we to you. getting picked on. We yeah. getting picked on. And it could happen to me and it could happen to you. Mm-hmm. But And they understand that. So, it's like, they. it's just the fact that just white people just don't really have to deal with this the way that black people right. do. And that's just a fact. Like That's right. And so, um, here we are at the Speak Now Now on One podcast with some conversations about this and the protection of black bodies and uh, of bodies of color. And um, whether it's, you know, Latino or Jewish or Middle Eastern, you know, Native American, Hispanic, you know, we shouldn't be at a disadvantage, but we are. And so we are important. Our bodies are important. Protecting our perimeters are important and how we feel about ourselves are important we talk about it from a female gender perspective you know a female body is the least on the totem pole we're always considered that you know we can we're breeders or that we're strong black women and you can give us anything to do and we can handle it you know that may be true but that can be abused more more uh female african-american Females die in childbirth than any other race it's sad black people or black bodies aren't being taken seriously when they complain of medical symptoms you know oh you're black you should be strong as an ox this mentality mm-hmm. from slavery has you know just gone on and on and trickled down and even from emancipation to jim crow yeah to, and that's, uh, all that's of these things yeah that's know? something i think about a lot like mm-hmm. it's not just something i think about every day but when i hear about stuff like mm-hmm. this it's like like it's like the oppression and stuff from hundreds of years ago. It's like it never left. It it it, it just it's, changed. It's like it's in the soil. Yeah. And it's just changed. You are so it's a manifestation of it. And so you know, and being in the medical profession, you know, to have you can have two people with the same illness, with the same symptoms, complain the same way, and they are two different colors. Right. And if they're women. The black woman would not be taken seriously. She may be sent home, and the white woman would be taken in or admitted. For instance, it's just it's it's just a struggle, you know, and it's something that we have to 
work on to get better and it starts with having conversations mm. and it starts with listening and wanting to own up to your part in it and even if you didn't have a part in it wanting to learn how can i improve my stance or my perspective or my angle of looking at it a lot of things really don't hit home to people until it hits home to people mm. until they have to deal with it and so i just thought it was interesting that you know for african-american females they their bodies are seen as more mature to white males and black males too and white females and they're the same age children black bodies are considered to be athletic you know and that's what we're all we're good for yeah. you know so all of that the protection of our our physical bodies is so important and that we as people of color on all spectrums know our worth and know our mental worth and our emotional worth and capacity for that to trickle down and our spiritual worth for that to trickle down into our physical presence even when you're walking on the street inherently and i caught myself doing this about 10 years ago that i i move out the way and make room for other people to walk by yeah you know that's yes that could be considered courteous but Sometimes it's just because they're white, I just move out the way. Yeah. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Yeah. And so, like, is that right? Like, is like, what is that thing? It's like my body doesn't doesn't need as much space as yours. Like, you know, what is what's the deal with that? Or being in in leadership or being in ministry, my my perspective is it as valuable as a male's? Mm -hmm. You know, so we can go on and on and on, but we just want to have this conversation. And just say that our voice matters, our bodies matter. The inerrant disrespect and lack of uh, tolerance for us should not be accepted. Mm. Yep. So we're going to move into our segment of who, what, when. Okay, first song of Who, What, When, I'm about to play for you right now. That's our first song of Who Would Win. You got 10 seconds to guess. Can 10. Guess. 9. Who. 8. That. 7. Is. 6. 5. 4. 3. 2. 1. And our first song for our segment, Who Would Win, is Man Down by Rihanna, released in 2010. Yes. So let me tell you, can we talk about this for yeah, a minute? Yeah, talk about it, talk about Because this is one of our, okay, so you listen to episode two, I think you heard me talk about some of our teachable moments and how I had to become more engaged with my children in the hip-hop culture. And so I'm a hip-hop generation, I guess, what is it, Generation X? I would do teachable moments with the kids so I could learn what they were listening to because they would just be listening as you remember episode two yeah. of uh, with Bottles Up. So let me tell you a little bit about this song. So what I love about it. 
So this song was produced uh, in L.A., written for Rihanna by her team, and it's uh, inspired by Bob Marley's 1973 song, I Shot the Sheriff. It and is. Yes, and it was set out to create a song which embodied the same feel, but from a female perspective. Mm-hmm. Man Down is a reggae song which incorporates elements of reggae and electronic music. So lyrically, in the lyrics, so I am a lyrics person. I love looking at the lyrics. That's not necessarily the beat. Rihanna is a fugitive after she shoots a man and an action she later regrets. And so um, this this went double platinum, I believe. And um, Def Jam released it in uh, 2011. It was written in 2010. It was off of her album, Loud. But what I liked uh, the about this, it says that the video... Uh, was criticized by some people because it's uh, the music video. Her character shoots a man after he sexually assaults her. And then um, some proactive groups or whatever um, boycotted it. But um, it says that it wasn't murder is not an acceptable form of justice. And y'all need to watch the video because right. it's very powerful. But however, this is what I like. Gabrielle Union who is a rape victim, and this is coming from Wikipedia, praised the video for being relatable. Um, and so when we're talking about the protection of black bodies, um, when we talked about women being um, seen as overly mature and they're only 13, if you put her next to, next to a white 13-year-old, they'll think the black girl is 17 and try to treat her like she's 17 other than mm-hmm. 13 or 14. And so this video and this song... Is really powerful because I used it to teach my daughter and introduce her to things, and even my sons, that no means no, that you have no right to control a person's thoughts or even their personal body. Mm-hmm. I taught them from this song and from this video that a woman has a right to speak out, and you should speak out whenever you feel that you are a victim, whether you're a female or male. Mm-hmm. You know, you, sh- you have that voice and let your voice be heard. You want to be a voice, not an echo in the wind so man down i love this song i love this video i love the conversation it sparks and just the comfortability to talk about subject matter that may be taboo all right that's who what wins so you guess the artist guess the year and guess the name of the song our next one next song coming up right now hey classic Alright, 10 seconds to guess that song. 10, 9, nine 8, seven, 7, 6, 5, 4, 3, 2, 1. Yes. Have you guessed it? I don't think you have, so I'm going to tell you. <laughs> that song is Human Nature by Michael Jackson, the greatest pop artist of all time. And that song was released in 1982. Yes. So how do you feel about Michael Jackson? I like Michael. Because we always have this argument. Michael mm-hmm. Jackson, the prince. It's like, oh, it's not. Go. I Okay, it's an argument, but it's like still clear, like, who's better. It's like Michael Jordan and LeBron. I, about, I, I knew you were about to say that. I knew you were about to say that. And I highly disagree. Now, I love Michael. I love his songs. But let me tell you. Ma, if they go hit for hit, 
Michael Jackson has outdone the Beatles like 50 times. I get that. But on musicianship and genuinity and pure D vocal ability and pure D Okay, that's a whole different argument. That's a whole different argument. That's Prince, that's just let's that's an argument Rogers for that's an, that's an argument for who who is the better musician. Prince, of course. He plays but but Michael, he can't he can't be Prince in a in a in a, in a dance off though. Don't look like don't look like that. If you can see him, y'all, we're gonna start. Michael videos can't around. beat Prince in a dance off. No. I almost cussed on this podcast. <laughs> you better not cuss. Speak now, for him to hold your peace. But we're gonna mom, have to, we're mom, gonna have to no, 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 no. That you saying Prince can. Can beat Michael in the dance off. It's like Man. me saying Michael can outplay him on guitar. Have you seen when Prince Michael can't even play off guitar? of a like three story high and come down in a split, come up in high heels, spin around who, and do who it jumped again? off of three stories and did a split? You died. Look at every concert where he's leveled up on his platforms. They're like three stories. He's jumping, then he jumps on the piano. It's, it's called strings. No, he's jumping, my guy. My. Nobody can jump off a three-story. Okay, I may exaggerate a little bit about three, maybe two and a half. No. But okay. So yes, you can yes. do it. It press could jump off our roof and do a split. Yes. You would. Oh my God. Yes, could. Baby. Next song. Okay. Here's our next song. Lord Jesus, I'm hot. <laughs> Like the pocket. Explain the pocket to the people. Alright, you did you know the song play. Alright, ten seconds to get that song. We do not own the rights to any of these songs, by the way. Any nine. of this music. Ten, nine, eight, eight seven, seven, six, five, six, five four, four, three, two, one. one. That song is Love Like This or Love Like This Before by Faith Evans, released in 1995. Yes, baby, baby. So, who will win? How did you all do? How did you all do? Did y'all go three for three? Yeah, did y'all go one for three? Two right. for three? Three for three? Zero for three? 30%. What'd you get? 33.336%. Let me tell you, who's in agreement with me about this? Um, Ma, you this, cannot this. just call Prince. You cannot just... Ca- like at least at least have some respect with it. You just casually like Michael Jackson couldn't beat Prince in a dance off. Like you haven't seen Michael Jackson dance. But this is speaking now. When I'm speaking now. I'm telling you. I'm telling you. But how put I feel some it. respect on it. It, it. It's respect. I said I love Michael. Like I, I, you know, he he was straight. You know. Straight. They, 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 he was they straight. Okay. Okay. Right okay. Dancing around we, the throne. If we go hit for hit, <laughs> if we go hit for hit, who's winning? Hit for hit. Means songs charting and platinum records. Like, who's going? Prince. You know what y'all need to do. You know what we need to do. Who's the better singer? We need to tell the. Who's the better singer? Prince. Do you know the range? He can do straight baritone all the way to high soprano, contralto, second soprano. Have you? So so. So Jackson Five, Michael Jackson. All he got is a. Afro Jackson would not outdo Prince in a single. No. Who's no. loving you, Michael Jackson? No. Do you remember that Do song? Do you hear that shaking is in his voice? 
That ain't he real. does. He literally does it on purpose. That that's even, his style. That's not even verbatim. Everybody has. I don't even know what that is. Listen, speak now, now on one podcast. So let me tell you something. We love all people, and we are debating with my son, and we both people of color. But I tell you what, black bodies are important. The protection of black bodies are important. So we want to, on this Memorial Day weekend, just say thank you all for listening. Thank you all for your service and devotion. We also want to say to the family of Ahmaud Arbery that, you know, our deepest condolences are with you. Deepest. For anyone affected by crime and, you know, injustices, we are praying, you know, for the world. We can do better. We can we can do better. And we'll strive to do better. And it starts with our home. You know, what you teach your children. So, this is a lyric I'm going to share with you, and then we're going to wrap this thing up. This is episode number four. It says, Until the philosophy which holds one race superior and another race inferior is finally and totally discredited and abandoned until the color of a man's skin is no longer more important than the color of his eyes there's going to be war so war is internal and external within and without and so as we continue to to strive to be respectful and tolerant and accepting of all colors of the spectrum the rainbow of everyone's personal property and bodies you know like bob marley said there will be war and so that was that lyric was by bob marley himself speaking you know life and just equality for all to change the world so you've been listening to speak now 901 podcast thank you all for listening let me let you go on this one. Let you know also that the songs you're hearing, we do not own the rights to as we stated. The only rights that we own or Jordan owns is the one you hear in the background. And that is Cartier by Next Gen. Check it out. Thank you for listening. See you next time. I got Cartier.